Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Inshallah, continuing with our series Illuminated where we are studying the Ayatul Nur, the verses in the Quran that mention nur, light, illumination. Today we're going to be talking about Surah Al-A'raf, Surah number 7, Ayah number 157. What's fascinating and remarkable about this ayah, this ayah mentions the concept of nur. And it specifically calls the Qur'an nur. And it says that the people whom this nur, this light, this Qur'an was sent to, and they follow it the way that they're supposed to, then those people are successful. They shall attain success. That's where it ends. But where it starts is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, describes to us actually in quite a bit of detail, what does it look like to follow that nur in that light? What is it requiring of us? What is it asking us to do on a very practical level? We've talked about a lot of the philosophical concepts. Now it's going to talk about, you know, very practically speaking, what is it asking of us? What is it demanding of us? And it specifically talks about the Prophet ﷺ as well, that what are our obligations and responsibilities to the Prophet ﷺ as the conduit between us and that light, right? We, we didn't directly receive that light. The Prophet ﷺ received it, right? And then he shared it with us. As a famous narration says, Wallahu yu'ati wa anal qasim. God is the one who gives. I am simply a distributor. And that's the Prophet ﷺ being humble. We of course respect him tremendously, but that's still the idea. So what kind of respect do we owe him? What kind of loyalty do we owe the Prophet ﷺ? So let's read about this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the believers are who? الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ الرَّسُولَ النَّبِيَ الْأُمِّ That they are the people who follow, very closely follow in the footsteps of. اِتِّبَعْ In the Arabic language means to very closely follow, to put your foot where you see the footsteps in the sand. So those who follow step by step, who are they following? Ar-Rasul, the messenger, that he received revelation. An-Nabi, the prophet, he is a role model. And then third description is Al-Ummi. Right? Al-Ummi in the Arabic language literally means الذي لا يكتب ولا يقرأ لا يقرأ ولا يكتب The person who does not formally read, nor does that person formally write, properly fully write. Right, And although a lot of times in the English language that is translated as illiteracy, being illiterate, but in the English language the word illiterate and illiteracy has a negative connotation. So we do not use that for the Prophet ﷺ. We do not use that to describe him. That's why some of the you know, really um, remarkable translators and biographers of the Prophet ﷺ in the English language, right? they almost kind of like, if you will, made up a word. 
to describe the Prophet ﷺ. They said, unlettered. Unlettered. Right? Piktal, Marmaduke Piktal, he wrote, the Prophet who can neither read nor write. So we don't use that kind of a negative word to describe the Prophet. ﷺ. And I talked about this earlier. What is, the, what is so remarkable about that? What is the wisdom within that? That this revelation, that such profound wisdom, the history of all of humanity, to analyze the human condition so profoundly, to prophesize what will happen in the future, to tell us about the life of the hereafter, to teach us so much about ourselves, is all being given to us by a man, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا كُنْتَ تَتْلُو مِنْ كِتَابٍ وَلَا تَخُطُّهُ بِيَمِينِكِ إِذَا لَرْتَابِ الْمُغْتِلُونَ You didn't read a lot of books. You didn't sit there and write with your hand extensively. Otherwise, those who like to poke holes in things, skeptics, people that just like to be skeptical for no good reason, they would have had a reason, they would have had something to latch onto and cast aspersions upon you. But now what are they going to say? So the Prophet ﷺ describes him. Now what does it say about him? الَّذِينَ يَجِدُونَهُ مَكْتُوبًا عِنْدَهُمْ فِي التَّوْرَاتِ وَالْإِنْجِيلِ That he is the one that they, they, they find him. Who are the they? They are, they is talking about the Jews and the Christians. Ahlul Kitab. The people who receive scripture and revelation before us. Right? As we've been talking about. Where... There are narrations, there's a beautiful narration that we've, maybe, maybe you've heard of it, a part of it before, but I'll share with you the entirety of it. This particular version of the narration is narrated by Imam Ahmad ta'ala in his Musnad, where he says that a man from the A'rab, the Bedouins, he said, Jalabtu jalubatan ilal madinati fi hayati Rasulullah I went to Medina to go conduct some business and trade. فَلَمَّا فَرَقْتُ مِنْ بَيْعَتِي He said that when I was done doing my business, قُلْتُ لَأَلْقِيَنَّ هَذَا الرَّجُلِ فَلَأُسْمِعَنَّ مِنْهُ He says that I want to go find that man that everyone talks about. He's talking about the Prophet فَلَأَسْمَعَنَّ مِنْهُ And I want to hear him for myself. قَالَ فَتَلَقَّانِي بَيْنَ أَبِي بَكْرِ وَعُمَرِ يَمْشُونَ I ran into him in the street. And on one side it was Abu Bakr, on the other side it was Umar radiallahu ta'ala anumah, and they were walking kind of swiftly and quickly. And they were kind of in a hurry, so I said, hmm, let me see where this goes. So I just started trailing them, I just tagged along. And I followed them and they approached a man who's from the Jewish community. He had the Torah the pages of the Torah, the Old Testament in front of him, and he was reading them. He had a son. And his son was very gravely ill. And his son was near death. And he was reading the Torah, trying to console and comfort himself that his boy was dying. And he says, I looked at his son, and his son was this young, beautiful boy. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ أَنشُدُكَ بِالَّذِي أَنزَلَ التَّوْرَةِ So he's, the Prophet ﷺ said to the man, I ask you in the name of the one who sent the Torah, 
هل تجد في كتابك هذا صفتي ومخرجي؟ Do you find therein within the scripture my description and the prophecy that I would come? فقال برأسه هكذا أي لا So the dad, the father, he says like this. He doesn't open his mouth, but he just shakes his head no. فقال ابنه His son who's lying there in the pangs of death, dying, he, ta- he speaks up through all of his pain. And he says, E, yes. وَالَّذِي أَنزَلَ التَّوْرَاتَ إِنَّا لَنَجِدُ فِي كِتَابِنَا صِفَتَكَ وَمَخْرَجَكَ He says, indeed, we do find in our scripture your description and the prophecy that you would come to us. وَإِنِّي أَشْهَدُ أَلَّا إِلَهِ اللَّهِ وَأَنَّكَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And I bear witness on my deathbed that there's no one worthy of worship except for Allah and that you, O Muhammad are the messenger of God. And then shortly thereafter, the boy passed away while they were there. The Prophet said, Aqimu an The Prophet said, go and lift up your brother. And then the Prophet ﷺ took care of the, the preparation of his body and the salat al-janazah and the burial of this young boy. So the, the, the Prophet ﷺ was talked about, was described. There's a hadith of Bukhari that actually very specifically comments on this where it says that the Prophet ﷺ in the original form of the Old Testament which the Qur'an tells us, They altered it and changed it. But some of the descriptions of the Prophet ﷺ were that this messenger will come, He will not be mean. And he will not be rude. He will not be ill-mannered. He will not yell in the streets and in the marketplace. He will never respond to evil with evil. وَلَكِنْ يَعْفُوا وَيَصْفَحُوا But he will forgive and let things go. He'll be very generous in his spirit. So Allah says that this messenger was described in their books. What does this messenger do? يَأْمُرُهُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ He tells the believers to do good. He enjoins good upon them. He encourages them to do good. وَيَنْهَاهُمْ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ He forbids them from the evil. He tells them not to do bad things. وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ He emphasizes to them that things that are good and healthy and pure, God has permitted them for you. So enjoy the blessings of Allah. وَيُحَرِّمُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْخَبَائِثِ And he tells them that bad, evil, filthy things are not allowed. And what does bad, evil, kind of filthy things mean? So the scholars explain that Primarily, what it's addressing is, they used to make offerings in the names of their false idols. They used to make offerings, sacrifices in the name of their false gods, their idols. So Allah said, never to partake in that. Never partake from that. Secondly, the things that Allah has prohibited in the Qur'an. Right? حُرِمَتَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَيْتَ وَالدَّمُ وَلَحْمُ الْخِنْزِيرِ إِنَّمَا الْخَمْرُ وَالْمَيْسِرُ وَالْأَنصَابُ وَالْأَزْلَامُ رِجْسٌ مِنْ عَمْلِ الشَّيْطَانِ That roadkill, the blood that is let out of the animal, swine, pork, wine, gambling, all these things are haram, stay away from them, they're not good for you. وَيَضَعُوا عَنْهُمْ إِسْرَهُمْ 
And he removes, this prophet removes from you the burden that you carry on your shoulders and the shackles that are around your neck. What does that mean? What that means is this. Allah says, Allah talks about this in the Quran. That the religions of the past, they committed a very critical error. What did they do? They became fanatic. Right? They became fanatical in their religion. Monasticism, like being monks, being celibate, or swearing off that I won't eat this, or I won't sleep, or I won't do this, or I won't do that. Right? This kind of extremism. The Prophet said, Don't engage in this, this is bad. And Allah says in the Quran, we didn't tell them to live their lives this way. They made this stuff up. And the stuff that we told them to do, obey Allah, they wouldn't do that. But then they made up all these like false constructs in the religion. So Allah removed all those burdens and those shackles. That's why the Prophet Allah says in the Quran, Allah wants you to practice the religion in a very practical way. Allah does not want you to practice the religion in a very difficult and you know, a crippling way. Allah says in the Quran, مَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجٍ Allah has not obligated this religion upon you in a way where it will break your back. The Prophet ﷺ said, بُعِثْتُ بِالْحَنِيفِيَّةِ السَّمْحَ That the Prophet ﷺ said, I was sent with a religion that has two features. Number one, it focuses on the worship of only one Allah. It is a very worship, tawheed-focused religion. And the second feature of it is samha. It's very easy, it's very practical. Right? That if I've hurt my back, where I can't do ruku and sujood, I don't have to harm myself further. I can sit and pray. If somebody is very sick or ill, where they can't fast, they don't still have to deliberately try to fast and end up in the hospital. They are excused from fasting. To just give a couple of basic examples. So this practicality of our religion, that the Prophet ﷺ removed those kind of false burdens. And then Allah says, فَالَّذِينَ amanu." So the people who believe, bihi, who believe in the Messenger, then what did they do? وَعَزَّرُوهُ And they honor the Messenger. They respect the Messenger. Right? A lot of times in our religious discourse, whenever we talk about the Prophet ﷺ, it seems like we, you know, you hear it, like we talk about him with a lot of reverence and a lot of respect. You know, we call him the messenger of Allah, the prophet of God. We don't say his name like just like a normal person. We always send peace and blessings and salutations upon him. Because Allah commanded us to do so. That the believers, they honor the messenger. وَنَصَرُوهُ And they support the messenger. nur. And they follow the light. That came down with the messenger. They follow that light. They read the Quran. They listen to the Quran. They understand the Quran. They live the Quran. They practice the Quran. They preach the Quran. Those are the people that will attain success. Both in this life and in the next.
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those people. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Jazakumullah khairan. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.